Kingdom Frame of Mind presents Culture versus Kingdom. Welcome. I am your founder, host, and sister in Christ, Teresa. And this is the very first episode of our new series, Culture versus Kingdom, where we, as the body of Christ and devoted servants of Jesus, discuss all things. That's right, nothing is off the table from sex, addiction, mental health, politics, alcohol, and other substances, divination. You name it and we are talking about it. Hosea 4.1 says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. As believers, it's time for us to stop letting the world be our teacher and start letting the one who created us show us how to do it. It's time for us to stop being ignorant in areas that we should have the most knowledge in. So here, we are gonna dive deep and tell it like it is. We're gonna confront these things from a kingdom, Christ-centered frame of mind, while also correcting the culture within ourselves that have been ingrained into us since the day we were born. All of us speaking are God-fearing, word-reading, disciples and disciples in the making, from all over the country and all different walks of life, economically, environmentally, and culturally, but, Even with our differences, we're bonded by the one who loved us enough to die for us. In this space, we got a common mission, to do it for his glory. We are striving to grow, to walk it like we talk it, and to be great for his namesake. So join us, engage with us, and you too start working to change the culture within yourself for the kingdom of God. Now let's get into it. Hi, I'm Mackenzie McLeod. Hey, what's up guys, this is Jaden. How we doing, this is Juan. What's good, y'all? My name is Devin Funderburg. Hey, what up? It's your boy, Evans Russ. Hi, I'm Jared. Hi, I'm Rukia. And, and we, we are, are the Rices. Culture vs. Kingdom presents Toxicity in the Black Community, Episode 1. In this episode, we are discussing the angry Black woman and the inexpressive Black man, stereotypes versus living authentically, competition against each other, and code switching. Let's get into it. So this question is for black men. So my question is, how do you guys as men create spaces for your women to express their emotions and their feelings to you without being labeled angry or being labeled as crazy for asserting emotion? If you have a a woman in your life as a man, like, understand that they will get angry that they will have moments of frustration and they want to get that out but as a man to facilitate an environment and an atmosphere where they can express that and then be able to actually get down to the roots of whatever it is that they're feeling and really work through that and address that but then um so with that um also came the next the next level of a solution which was um the base of the solution is to practice uh, deeper forms of uh, effective communication. So if we really like sit down and take the time in those hard moments when we're angry to say, listen, I know we feel like this, but let's start to practice. And it's a lot easier said than done, but the more that you do it, then it becomes a habit and we are creatures of habit. So you have to understand that if you continue to put this into practice, where it's more so like, okay, I feel like this, this is why I feel like this because you did this, 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 and this, and I feel like I don't deserve this. And this is why I'm hurt. Like, and this is why I feel this way. 
And so, and then from there, not even just expressing it like that, but now taking it a step further, okay, well, how do we move forward from this point? And then just even in that, it now takes all of the emotion out of it. And now you start to look at it as a simple problem and solution. Um, And I think that when it comes to our emotions, especially being angry at whatever the situation, I think it's very effective to look at um, those situations as problem um, and solution because that's pretty much what it is. It's like something happened to me. That was the problem. And because of that, I'm angry. So, but how do I, how do I now move on? How do I move forward? And that again, comes in with effective communication, being able to express yourself, right. Without yelling, without cursing, without, you know, getting to a level of where y'all about to fight, even though you may feel like that on the inside, but that's why one of the fruit of the spirits is self-control. Right. And so if you feel with the Holy Ghost, then no matter how like how angry you are, you should be able to you should be able to have that that self-control. And I know, again, it's a lot easier said than done. But, you know, as you continue to build yourself up in your faith and in your relationship and your intimacy with God, like those things come. And I'm saying that from personal experience, because there was times where like I like like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was not the the chill, calm, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Person. Like it was times like, I, I don't care. Like I'm a, I'm a yell back. Like I'm a, like, I'm gonna tell you about yourself, all of that. Right. And I still got to work on that. It's not something It's not completely gone. I still got to work on that. Right. <laughs> but, um, I've seen just over time as I continue to, you know, do this thing called life with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, that that self-control um, piece is, is a big deal. And in self-control comes effective communication, being able to express yourself without all of the added um, things. Because another thing that I noticed is that when you are trying to express how you feel to somebody, but you yelling and you screaming, they'll never actually hear what you're saying. And so then you'll never be able to get anywhere because all they know is that you screaming at them. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of somebody screaming at you, nine times out of 10, you just be like, all right, I'm over it. I don't even care what you're saying because you're not going to sit here and talk to me like that. Right. (laughs) And so now we just keep going over and over and over again. But one of us has to be the person, um, whatever the situation is, that's like, all right, listen, here's the real problem. Let's work towards a solution. I really don't like you. I don't really bang with you like that but I'm willing to work through this because honestly being angry all the time is exhausting, is draining. Let's move on. Um, We were also just to add, we were watching a video yesterday, um, this um, married couple, and he was saying how he needed to begin to respond to his wife as if he was in response to God. Um, And pretty much what he was saying that really stuck with me is like, you know, like we have rough times, we get angry with one another. And sometimes I want to respond to the situation. And what he was saying is we need to, um, in that moment, think about us responding to God. How would we, how would we respond based off what pleases him in that situation, instead of responding, uh, reactively or responding based off impulse, Um, And I, once again, that comes from self-control being the fruit of the spirit. I'm not responding from a place of responding to how he responded to me, but okay, God, I'm responding to you in this moment. What's a response that's going to please you? Um, And that takes maturity. That takes maturity. um, That, that takes acknowledging 
um, like going back to, it just takes acknowledging like, hey, um, this is how I feel. Um, and being able to say that to a, to a trusted person. Um, but I think it goes back to, as we were speaking about like the black man, um, just creating as the leader, knowing your role first, then as the leader of environments, of your marriage, of your home, cultivating that kind of environment for the black woman to be able to express to you the way that she needs to, so that when she goes out in public, this is something that has been once again out of habit. This is something that has been cultivated in her private time. And so we know a lot of the times what we what we feed in our private time, how we talk to God in our private time, that comes out in public. That shows the way that we interact with other people. So now when we're in these um, open and public environments with other people, what we're doing in private is now being shown because that's what's being practiced. That's what's being cultivated in our hearts and our private times. Um, and so I think that that's important. I just want to add that. Amen. I also wanted to ask about Black men because I feel like Black men also don't have spaces where they are able to express their emotion either. I feel like that's the plight of a Black man as well, where they can't really express their emotions. So how do you guys feel about that and how do you deal with that? It sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's the answer. It sucks. It sucks because, you know, and many times I will, believe it or not, man, the truth of the matter is it's so unfair, even both of with our women and us, where sometimes we're not even angry. Like what we call, like what other people call anger. Like it's not even anger for us. I'm not even trying to make excuses. We are angry sometimes. But, you know, sometimes, you know, the things that they're saying is like, it's anger. We're not even angry. It's just like, like we, we are, we're dominant men, right? Black men are more dominant. We're more like, you know, we have, we're more passionate, you know, in the way we speak. You see how I'm, even look at the tone of my voice now and how I speak, right? You know, if 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 I was talking to someone with the same tone of voice, except the information that was coming out of my mouth wasn't nice, someone would say, I'm, I'm angry. You know what I'm saying? Because of my tone. But, you know, um, I think a lot of the times our passion get get twisted as anger. And that's both for the Black man, the Black woman, man. It's, it's almost like we can't raise our voice without someone saying you're angry and, you know, you're aggressive and all these different things. And it's like, yo, like God ain't make me talk like this, you know. Other people are made to talk like this. I'm made to like project my voice and talk with, 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 with dominion and, and power and authority. That's how God made me. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's like, and oftentimes it is other people that don't have that authority in the way they speak. That um, that you know maybe may feel inferior about you know, how that's coming across, how that's making them feel. God made us kings. That's Revelations 1 verse 6. He has made us kings. We're not to, you know, act or carry ourselves in any way less than that. I think the king, kingsmanship in the black man that is at our core get mistaken all the time, like, you know, for anger and aggression. And it's really like, I, I think, like, we should be allowed. Like, I'm glad that you even said that, uh, Teresa. We should be allowed to express ourselves in the way that that God has made us. And I'm not talking about blown out disrespecting people and, and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, uh, condoning that at all. But I mean, you you guys get the picture. I don't want to overexplain. No, thank you for being real about it, Evans, for real. Because that helps us though, like for real. So I guess my question to all of us women is, I get, how do we curate those spaces for Black men to openly express themselves without being demonized? You know what I mean? For 
having emotion. I think it's the same the same thing that we said that we want from the black man, um, which is that cultivated space, which starts in the home, um, which starts in our intimate space. When you're upset with me, explain it to me. Don't yell at me, you know, and that's the thing too, women, we'll be honest, like we're a lot more sensitive. So like, once again, they just said, which is so funny, I'm not even angry. Like, this is not even me being angry, but as women just being more sensitive um, and sensitizing things, it's like, okay, like I understand what you're saying, but you don't gotta yell at me. I think what needs to be learned um, from a woman as well is not taking things personally. And I think that that's also like a healing thing for us. Um, and knowing our, um, knowing our role as the woman in the man's life, you know, um, it is for us to cover, it is for us to be of help. Um, and in that, in that space of covering and being of help, um, we need to detach our emotions from it, which is a little hard. And I'm talking to myself, you know, um, I don't want to detach my emotions. I don't like the way that you said it. And now what? And now once again, I've taken away this safe space for my husband, for my brother, for my uncle, simply because I could not put myself aside for that moment. And that's exactly my role as the woman in his life is to take and move myself aside, um, to be of help for him and to be of covering for him. And so I think that that takes some maturity in the emotions of a woman. Um, but I think it's that same cultivated space and, you know, get, taking your feelings out of the way um, and knowing that your feelings shouldn't have rulership over you, period. But that's a whole different conversation for another time. Like how do we combat all those different stereotypes that are put onto the black community because of different things like media and music? One, uh, one of the ways that we can combat that is having the conversation that we're having right now. I also think the biggest thing that we can do is live authentically. You know what I mean? Embrace our individuality. I think a big part of it is that sometimes um, I believe that us as a community are so worried about how we're perceived by other people that we're not paying attention to actually living authentically in who we are. You know what I mean? And that all of us were made uniquely like it, it doesn't even have like we're we're bonded like this group we're bonded by a, our, the collectiveness of our skin color and the oppression that's happened to us because we've been categorized in it but all of us are still again like jared said earlier like this is just the temporary body right there there is a soul here right um that needs to be heard that needs to live authentically and so i think that we have to stop this this is Teresa's opinion i think we have to stop putting so much emphasis on how do how does white people see me or how does the Asian community see me or how am I being perceived by other black people and start living authentically? Because at the end of the day, when you're living authentically, you give people permission to live authentically as well. Say like I'll geek out over some comics and some Marvel and stuff like that. Like that's that's part of like me living authentically and things that I enjoy and I things that I love. You know what I mean? Like I probably couldn't tell you some of the new artists today. I'm gonna be completely honest but like that's my truth you know what I mean like that's my truth and that's just a part of my personality that's something that I like to do but I think that again being open and honest and living out who we are and continuing to find out who we are is how we can combat that so that we're not worried about other people I think we got to stop worrying about what other people think of us so much too and stop making everything stop internal like Rikia said stop internalizing everything like 
I used to be, again, y'all, I used, I used to drain myself with activism. Like, honestly, like it was like, you just like stay mad. Like the woke thing was really killing me. I'm like, it was really killing me. Like God was checking me because it was like, how you like, how you mad about something that really doesn't even affect you? How are you mad about how this other person's wearing their head? Like, is it that deep? Like, we got to ask ourselves, like, are certain things that deep that we need to be upset about and that we just need to, like, because let me tell you, do, do you, do you know the actual history to Bantu knots or Fulani braids? But you want white woman number two, too. I'm just saying. So I'm just saying that, like, sometimes we, uh, I think we get so caught up in, again, being black and again, having to all black people are supposed to be woke. All black people are supposed to be activists. We're all supposed to, you know, that we start losing our individuality. And I think that we just got to start not worrying about that and live authentically to who God called us to be. Another um, aspect to, to that, uh, to what you said is that we can do that and we should. I'm all for being yourself. You know, you see me, <laughs> right? I'm all for being, taking pride in who you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, that in many instances, when we're out in the quote unquote world, works to our detriment, you know, and, and it's, it puts us at a disadvantage and it shouldn't because almost everyone else are allowed to be themselves except black people. You know what I'm saying? So the, the loud culture, the expressiveness, like I was saying earlier, like our passion, you know, and the, 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 the dominion of authority in our voice, the way we speak, et cetera. All those things, you know, when the cops pull us over, they are threatened by even the sound of our voice. You understand what I'm saying? So the, the, the whole being yourself, I'm all for it. We should be ourselves. But I think we should be our, ourselves in a place that's safe <laughs> for us to be ourselves. And out there is not safe for the black man to be themselves. You know, to be completely honest, you know, uh, um, whether it's our culture, the way we dress, the way we speak, the, the you know, our fashion style or the type of music we listen to, you know, the list is long, but it's just not safe for black people to be themselves out in the world, in America, you know, and, you know, so I, um, I wish there was, I wish there, if, if I wish there was, if, <laughs> I just wish it was, it was that, you know, if, if it was that, then, you know, I, I'm all, I'm all for it either way. I'm going to be myself regardless. You can, you, they're going to shoot me down and be myself, do whatever they want, but I'm going to remain myself. I'm just saying, I just wish that it can be safe for, you know, us to be ourselves, you know. Can I just uh, add to that real quick? Um, I'm going to be honest. Like, I just got to, like, I really got to be really honest, yo. So when it comes down to, like, the whole issue of just, like, Black people and Black uh, issues in general, I'm not insensitive to them, but there's a big part of me that kind of, if I'm being completely honest and blunt, doesn't care. And the reason why I say I don't care is because I have gotten to the point where I've realized that everything is spiritual, right? And so when it comes down to these things, I just... The thing I guess that frustrates me the most is that that I think we just are 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 especially as the Christian community or the believers of Christ, we are 
looking at practical solutions for a spiritual problem. Y'all not even really doing anything, first of all. Number two, y'all don't even know the real root of the problem, which is spiritual. And number three, you're not even doing anything, uh, any, any, any type of warfare in the spirit to even combat what's going on in the first place. So a lot of it really just, for lack of a better word, was pissing me off just because it's like, what are we really doing? You know what I mean? And um, and even what Evans was saying, like, bro, you was like, it's not safe to be, it's not safe to be, uh, 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 to, to express yourself, to, to be black in America. And you're right. But you know where it is safe? In the hands of the Lord. So if you're being who God called you to be, no matter the, no matter the situation, no, no matter the, the, the circumstance or the persecution, you were never, you, you were never supposed to be in a safe space, right? But the, the, the security comes with being in the hands of God, because like, like the Bible says, you, nothing can ever pluck you out of his hand once you're in there, right? So you got to understand that that is your security. That's your hedge of protection. So if you are being authentic in, in who God called you to be, right? Not just being black, right? If you're being authentic in who God called you to be, then you can be anywhere, anytime, any place and know that you're good. Like, so it, it, that's why like this whole, the, the whole, like, you know, yeah, it, it just kind of gets to me a little bit just because I'm like, uh, it, it's spiritual, you know, and a lot of people don't even want to give it that that time, space, or energy. But it's like, if we really want a, a, a real change, we got to really look at the real problem. And a lot of people don't want to look at that. Honestly, Jared mostly took the words right out of my mouth. I think we can't worry. And again, our identity can't just lie in being Black. Um, like you said, the, you know, living in fear of how people are going to treat me if I'm authentically being myself. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't live like that. That's not who God called me to be right. Again, we have to get past those pretenses and those blocks. I think sometimes we limit ourselves and when we limit ourselves, we limit what God can do with us. And so if I limit uh, the things that God has spoken, right, the personality and the things that God has given me, and I don't live them out of fear of how I will be perceived, uh, what will happen day to day to me because I am living that truth, then I, I'm not authentically living for God either, right? I'm living out of fear. And so I think that we just have to constantly like devoid those thoughts and be like, no, because there's a certain bracket and there's a certain type of people that God wants me to speak to. And God wants me to pour into. That's why he gave me the personality that he gave me. That's why he gave me the traits that he did. That's why I'm from where I'm from because he wants to use us in those ways again, so that we can bring people to him and we can do it for his glory. So I, yeah, what Jared said. Everything that we're talking about tonight, some of some of it won't be answered. Like some of the 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 ways that we're trying to figure it out is meant to continue to stay like this, because it it is this is such a time. And I was just thinking about it earlier. We're in a time of where you are persecuted so easily, and and a lot of people don't want to be persecuted. Um, but it's a time to be persecuted and, and, and to allow for God to show others why being with him is the way. It goes back to the pride thing. I feel like sometimes when minorities don't have a person, uh, you know, like sometimes but like, when I make it, I'm a SHI on somebody, they're going to know who I am. But when they don't have no one else to do it on, like another race, they'll do it on like black people or uh, Spanish people or whatever. If they can't do it on, you know, not to make it a white versus black on the white man, but well, I got to do it on somebody or they'd rather be around um, people that they feel like they're better than 
than to go around people that might challenge them and uh, who are better than them. So they want to stay in a certain space. I know when I was, uh, you know, reaching out to these banks and stuff, I reached out to even in the students. I got treated worse by minorities at my school than the whites. And that made me real upset. And I was reaching out for help. All the uh, black people were like, well, you ain't going to do nothing. Blah, blah, blah. And the white people was helping me more. And I was like, damn, these people don't even understand where I come from. And the, when I mean the white people, I was telling you, the guys that come from rich family and the guys that uh, that did kind of make it and were black, none of them wanted to help me. I'm like, what? That's crazy. And I would have thought it was the other way around. And that left me a little uh, frustrated. And, you know, I guess it's, they just, you know, they seen competition. I don't know what it was, to be honest, but I wanted uh, maybe somebody could clarify on that. No, I think you said it. I think you said it. Like that competition, that fear. Um, there's there's what we call a spirit of mammon, a spirit of lack. Um, and that's been instilled into the people, especially minorities, um, who feel like um, just because just systematically and we know the whole history of just being um, less than, of being the bottom of the barrel. And so just like um, it's kind of embedded like that, that, that kind of mentality is, is embedded to where if we see somebody coming from the same place we came from and we haven't made it yet, it's hard for us to even think about helping them because we haven't made it yet. And we think that if they make it, then that means that we may not make it. Um, and so, like you said, you, That's it. you already, you already answered that question. It's, it's that, com that competition and that spirit of mammon, uh, which needs to, which needs to go and understanding that like literally God placed enough for everybody. Honestly, he plays more than abundant, uh, uh, resources for everybody. That's it. That's it. The reason, yeah, that's exactly why we do that, man. It is, we constantly got this, this lie in our minds that it's not enough to go around. You know what I'm saying? It's not enough. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, we constantly think it's not enough. So if somebody has it, we think, man, they're taking from us. You know what I'm saying? Or they're taking all the opportunities. Or the, and it's so, it, 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 believe it or not, systemically, if we can, you know, look at things like carnally for a second, um, there are limited resources in our communities, like where most of us come from. There are limited resources compared to other places, but there's still enough you know, uh, collectively for us all to still succeed. But that mentality, that lie that's been told to us, you know, constantly have that in our minds that there isn't enough. And then if you go spiritually to what um, uh, uh, Jared is saying, uh, the book of Ephesians talk about how God has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So everything that we need, regardless of whether you want to call it like, it's literally, we have it. And we just have to call it into existence, right? We have the abundance. We have, we have everything we need. I mean, of course, it takes a certain level of faith, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, you know, uh, because I didn't always believe the, the kind of things that I manifest in my life now, I couldn't fathom in a million years that I would be able to call those things out of, you know, call it things that are not to be. Why do Black people put on their white voice when it's time to, like, you know, and my answer to that is one, I don't think there's a white voice or a black voice. I think that you speak, um, like Janae said, according to how much you're educated. Like, I think there's a time and place for everything. Like me sitting in my house with my husband or chilling with my homegirls, I'm not about to be like, well, you understand that. Like, I'm also educated. So I know that there's a time, I know that if I go to a job interview, um, my 
tone and my voice is going to switch. The way that I communicate with that person is going to switch because I'm in a different environment versus if I'm home or even with me talking to y'all. Like, I'm not going to talk to somebody that I'm about to interview with the way that I'm speaking to y'all. And yet y'all understand what I'm saying. I'm not, you know, I, I may have said a couple slang things, but it's like, there's just a time and place for certain stuff. So I don't think it's necessarily pinned or connected to like personality or who you are or no, it's, it's, I think education level, because there are people who, if I walk outside and go to the corner, they can't have that level of conversation with me because all they see around them is the way that they talk. Like it goes back to what you're feeding yourself, what you enter into your eye gates, what you listen to, what you read will essentially come out of you. And so if all you listening to is rap all day and you are around people on a corner in a hood all day, that's what's going to be regurgitated out of you. That is straight up facts. I think enough people need to hear that because this idea of even code switching to sound wide or to sound other things that actually have nothing to do. Like we have to stop associating being white with sounding proper because there are plenty of white people, Asian people, black people, doesn't matter who either sound professional or don't. And it just has a lot to do with, like you said, education. I think that's great. All right, Saints, that is all the time we have for today. But thank you again for joining. Please join us next week where we as Black folk will be discussing the ways that our own personal community has hurt us. Join us to listen to those as we confront our own traumas, but also seek God's glory in those things as well. See you guys. Stay blessed. Stay well. And we will see you guys next week. Well, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh, I'm Jay Michael. You can follow me on Instagram, 22 underscore J Mike. And I hope to kick it with y'all soon. What's up, y'all? This is Devin. Follow me on IG at underscore Fun Design Studios. Holla. All right, take care, guys. You can add me on Instagram at JA3Ys.547. JA3Ys.547. Once again, I'm Jared Rice, and you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jared, that's J-A-H-R-E-D underscore Rice. That is R-I-C-E. My name is Rukia once again, and you guys can follow me at Rue underscore TV. Once again, that is R-U-E underscore TV. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, guys, it's your boy Evans Rust again. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at hisfaithfulness7. And lastly, you can find me, Teresa, on Instagram at Teresa Brianna Burleson.